At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast. Presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. The official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets beginning a very long road stretch, really, that's going to dominate the rest of the month of January, but also a fairly long road trip here. Four games against all Eastern Conference opponents beginning tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. We'll preview that one for you. Also talk about some breaking news when it comes to LaMelo Ball. He has made an all-star fan vote list, and we'll give you the details on that as well. Helping me on all these topics, he's a first-timer here on the Hornets Hivecast, but certainly not a first-timer to the Hornets podcasting scene. You hear him middays on our flagship station for the Hornets Radio Network, Sports Radio WFNZ. Walker of Walker and West, Walker Mail here with us on the Hornets Hivecast. Walker, thanks so much for joining us. Sam, it is a pleasure. We always have you on, whether it be the show or the pod. I appreciate you returning the favor. It is so much fun to be here for the first time on the Hivecast. We have talked about it for a long time. I'm glad we're able to finally make it happen, and I'm glad we have some positive news to discuss as a part of it. LaMelo Ball has obviously had a tough start to his season when it comes to injuries, but man, has he had a great start once he did get onto the floor. He's had something like 13 straight games now of 20 or more points. Uh, That is a personal best for him, and he just continues to delight fans in the Queen City and across the NBA. And proof positive of that, the NBA All-Star voting's first fan returns are in 
LaMelo, despite missing the majority of games still to this point due to a couple of ankle sprains, is number seven amongst Eastern Conference guards and number 30 amongst all fan votes. He is right under 300,000 individual votes at this point. And again, that puts him top 30 in the entire NBA. And you love to see him actually get some of these votes because of how unfortunate it was that LaMelo gets injured in the preseason. I thought it was definitely going to serve as a detriment to get some of these votes to get into the All-Star game. And then he comes back, of course, only plays a few games and then steps on the fan's ankle and then has to miss about a month's worth of real time after that. But at least he is getting some of the recognition for being one of the better players in the league. And you look at where he finishes, I mean, right there among the top guards in all of the Eastern Conference. It's going to be tough when you've only played the amount of games that LaMelo has at this point in the season. But you're talking about Kyrie Irving, Donovan Mitchell, who just went for 71, James Harden, who is still one of the best in the NBA, and Jalen Brown, Trey Young, DeMar DeRozan. Then there's LaMelo Ball right after that. So I I am glad that he was able to make up quite a bit of ground because of some of the plays like he made last night, even in the loss. LaMelo being able to drive baseline and kind of like one-handed granny laser pass to the top of the key, hit Jalen McDaniels for a three-pointer. Those are the type of plays that you want to see in the All-Star game. He's tailor-made for it. So I'm happy that LaMelo kind of got some of that recognition, and I was hoping it wouldn't be too crushed by some of the injuries that he suffered this year. If he's going to get the attention, it would likely be more from the fans than from, say, the coaches or players who, despite knowing how talented he is, are going to give some deference to guys who have been in more games to this point. But I wasn't necessarily expecting him to be top 30 overall in the NBA, and he's getting more votes than some of the players that uh, he was in the All-Star game with a season ago. More votes than Darius Garland, who was a fellow rookie last year in the All-Star game. More votes than Fred Van Vliet. More votes than Chris Middleton, who's been to several All-Star games. And some of that has to do with popularity and the the flair, the style of play uh, with some of the plays that seemingly only he can make but a lot of it is based off substance too and the fact that he has strung together this long stretch of 20 plus point games fourth youngest player ever to reach a thousand career assists some of these substance based statistic accomplishments are a big part of the reason why he is so popular in addition to the flair with which he does it well and it's fun to have that popular player here in charlotte The fact that you have LaMelo with that national cachet, with that ability to draw in so much interest, not only in Charlotte, but all across the landscape of the association, it's awesome to see that play in a Charlotte Hornet uniform and have a constant representative or at least somebody that's always contending for an all-star spot at the age of 21 to be so young and to be able to do that too. Yeah, there's a lot of really talented players in the Eastern Conference. And Sam, I thought it was going to be tough for him, even if he played every single game, right? Because you do have Donovan Mitchell come from the Western Conference to the Eastern Conference. You mentioned some of the all-star colleagues he had last year. Think about DeJounte Murray on the other side. Well, now he's in the Eastern Conference, and DeJounte Murray did not pass LaMelo Ball in the fan voting. You're right there with Tyrese Halliburton, who's had a monster season, also coming from the Western Conference to the Eastern Conference, and that's bonus trade. So it got a lot more talented. I mean, the pool, it's its crazy talented considering some of the trades that we saw this offseason. He is, again, top 30 overall in the NBA, just under 300,000 votes. You, of course, can continue to vote on Twitter, on NBA.com, the NBA app. He is in the top 30, uh, one spot ahead of him 
is Kawhi Leonard, who is one of the elite players of his generation. And then one further spot up the ladder, Dame Lillard. So another uh, all-time great point guard, uh, someone in that class, LaMelo, at the ripe old age of 21, right next to him in terms of the fan vote. So something fun to pay attention to. We'll see as uh, LaMelo's highlights continue to grow in popularity as he continues to play here in this early portion of the season. Maybe his votes continue to climb and gives him a shot to make a second consecutive all-star team. Coming up next, we're looking for more running mates for LaMelo Ball, and one continues to impress in the uh, recent run that he's had. Mark Williams will talk about him with our guest today, Walker Mel with us here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. We've got Walker Mel with us today here on the HHC. You can find him on Twitter at Walker Mel, and you can also hear him daily, middays, on our flagship station on the Hornets Radio Network, Sports Radio WFNC. He is the host of Walker and Wes. Walker, uh, one guy that has gotten a lot of attention lately. Now that he's gotten his opportunity, he's starting to break through. It's Mark Williams, the rookie center out of Duke, taken in the top 15. Now seeing Mark Williams on the floor, he is very impressive. Even the games where he doesn't score a lot like that last one against Memphis. He manages to rebound with guys like Steven Adams and Jaron Jackson Jr. and find other ways to impress with his shot blocking and rim protecting. Yeah, Sam, I've been really impressed with Mark Williams. It's so much fun to see your first round rookie get some serious run on the court and then even deliver, right? We can go back to Oklahoma City. So after you come back from that West Coast road trip, where you get a taste of Mark playing pretty well against Portland, same thing against Golden State, finishing with a nine and six point output. You get to see at the Spectrum Center his home debut with legitimate run this season, and actually his home debut overall, because some of the other games that he appeared in, those are all on the road against San Antonio, Atlanta, and Orlando. First thing he does is go for 17 and 13. I'll take that any day of the week, not to mention two blocks and two steals in 21 minutes. Not only do you see the box score, the traditional stats that he's logging right now, 
But I do think that you've seen Mark Williams play with more physicality than I think you did in the preseason and in summer league. And you're seeing that against some of the stronger centers in the league. You mentioned Adams. We saw his debut in this recent stretch against somebody like Nurkic, who's one of the bigger centers in the league. And Sam, one thing that I've always liked about Mark, even during the pre-draft process, you see him get a ton better at the end of each stint, right? Whether you're talking about his freshman year at Duke, he really came on strong at the very end. Then you're going into his second year at Duke in the NCAA tournament. I thought, especially against Michigan State, I thought he was awesome. You saw him continue to improve. Same thing at the end of summer league, the end of preseason. Now here we are when he's starting to get into the rotation. You're seeing him play a lot better. His effect on defense, guards feel his presence in the paint when they drive down low. They know that they have a 7'1", 9'9", standing reach type of guy in the paint. Yeah, I think he's such a smart player. The agility that he possesses with that size, I'm really hopeful for his future. He looks awesome right now. I'm with you. He does look great. When he was drafted, it it was at a point where Charlotte just quite frankly had a lot of questions about the center spot. And fortunately for the team, it's been the position of strength throughout this season. Nick Richards, right up until his ankle injury, uh, was extremely solid as the number two and Mason Plumlee is having a career year for himself as the starter. A lot of the metrics for him are are really good and at at or near career highs for himself. But Mark Williams represents the future, and I've heard a lot of comparisons on Sports Radio FNZ uh, across the time slots. I'm curious who you envision Mark Williams to be. I've got someone written down here. I know it's a podcast. No one can see it, but I've got it written down, so I'm going to read mine after you go first. But uh, guess honors. Well, I appreciate it. Well, Rudy Gobert in the measurements, were you know the big time comparison just because I, I mentioned the nine foot nine standing reach it's it's absolutely ridiculous Rudy Gobert is someone that comes to mind um, I I don't know if there is the strength of a Tyson Chandler but that's somebody else that kind of comes to mind you know the the lob threat is there as well so I'd like to see Mark develop into somebody like that also you know Chandler won a defensive player of the year those are a couple Sam that that I think who was the uh, guy that you wrote down very good comparisons and you know kind of like Rudy Gobert where Rudy had to grow into the NBA he was a later first round pick not seen as a you know clear-cut ace in the hole if you will Mark I think has maybe even higher expectations coming out of college given his body of work at the collegiate level particularly defensively Uh, but the guy that I had circled and this speaks to what I think he can be from an offensive standpoint too we just saw him the other night, Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, now, Jaron came out of college with uh, higher accolades, I'd say, for his all-around game and what he can contribute on the offensive side of the floor. But I think there's some comparisons there. Body type, both are very long athletes who can influence shots at the rim. Jaron Jackson Jr. is getting better and better as his career progresses to the point now that he's blocking two, three shots per game and being that rim protector there while Steven Adams pulls down more of the rebounds. Mar- Mark is doing a great job rebounding the basketball as well right now. He's right on par with Jaron Jackson four years into the NBA in terms of rebounds per game and doing it with far fewer minutes per contest. Uh, But also the shooting touch. We've heard a lot, and I've seen a little bit in practice, of Mark stretching his range. But if you want to see that trail leading towards him maybe becoming the kind of three-point shooter that Jaron Jackson is now and they're hoping he could turn into later, I look at free throw percentage. Jaron Jackson as a rookie was a 76% free throw shooter. Mark Williams is a 78% free throw shooter. So we've seen some flashes of that shooting touch. But I know we want him to be this great defensive player.
player. I'm thinking offensively he can be much more of a threat, and I think the coaches and front office believe he can be too. Oh, yeah. I, the offense, I thought, was underrated at Duke last year. You mentioned the shooting touch. You saw it in the free throw percentage last year. And I think we've seen that hold true. It's a good-looking shot as soon as he stepped onto the NBA floor. And, and one play, I keep going back to that Michigan State game in the NCAA tournament, where he hits a baseline fadeaway jumper. I mean, it looked a little bit like Dirk Nowitzki, who kicks the leg up. And even if that is absolutely not going to be a part of his game at the level of which it was with Dirk Nowitzki, right? I did want to point out during the pre-draft process just how much of a touch he had shooting the basketball. There's been so much talk about Mark Williams being able to shoot the three later on in his career. I know Steve Clifford has pounded that into the ground saying, yes, you know, we, we have Mark Williams practicing, uh, practicing those outside shots. And, and so... I, I don't know at what frequency that's going to come for Mark later on in his career. I don't, I don't know when. I don't know if he'll start shooting that on decent volume next season for a center. The good news is you do have time in that regard. And in the meantime, I'll just take the 15-foot you know, jumpers and the short corner jumpers. We saw him take one in this most recent game. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm impressed, man. Offensively, defensively is, is pretty much why you drafted him. But to be a lob threat, he, he does seem to be you know, playing with some physicality as well. He, he's not shying away from contact. He, he might get driven back sometimes, but then you go back to, again, his ability to put on weight later on. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really happy with what we've seen from Mark so far. Mark Williams is having his moment right now, getting into the rotation finally and, and putting up some solid numbers. You know, one thing to keep in mind is, you know, he's at a point in the rotation where uh, he could break through. Hopefully he does, where he becomes a permanent fixture in it. But as we know from experience, you know, sometimes guys will bubble up and then recede back down and have these 10 to 15 game runs where they're in the rotation and have to work their way back in. Mark Williams has made the most of his G League time to prepare himself for this moment, averaging 22 and 12 in 11 games with the Greensboro Swarm. And we got some recent news that a couple other younger players are going to spend some time, at least a, a game or two perhaps, in the G League. Teo Maladon, who's on the two-way contract, has been sent to the Swarm. Also joining him there is going to be James Booknight, who had 29 points and six rebounds, three assists in his one game with Greensboro. And Kai Jones, who had an equally impressive stat line, 30 points, 13 boards, while going three for three from the free throw line in one game for the Swarm. Uh, Walker, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that with all the injury issues the Hornets have been dealing with, there are going to be more opportunities for both Kai and and James Booknight to crack the rotation again and show what they can do. But while they're with the Swarm, what are some of the stat lines you'd like to see? Is it a continuation of uh, basically 30 and 13 that uh, Kai posted in one game or the close to 30 points that Booknight scored? What what do you want to see to give you further faith that when they get their opportunity, they'll be even more prepared for it? Well, I mean, the dominant stat lines are excellent, right? I will take all the 30-point performances you want to give me from either one of these guys whether it be Kai Jones, James Booknight, all of them. You know, give 30 points to all of them, right? I think defensively, though, is certainly something Steve Clifford is going to be looking at because we know that's his background. We know that he's one of the better teachers defensively, at least that's his reputation. And the NBA being, you know, a strong assistant for so long and then eventually becoming that head coach pretty much a decade ago. So it, James Booknight on the perimeter playing defense, I think you're going to continue – to see some improvement there, and that's exactly what Clifford wants. And I think when you're looking at Kai Jones, it's really the same thing. You know, I, I think you tried to experiment with Kai Jones playing power forward and center in summer league, and you were trying to figure that out. 
he still, even with his athleticism, probably projects better as a center uh, defensively. I think that's that's still true. And you'll be one of the more athletic centers in the NBA if that's going to be your true spot, which is great for the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, I mean, I think you absolutely want to see all the great stat lines in the world. But I think offense, I think defensively, is you just want to see a continued growth, continued maturity and understanding of defensive philosophies, how to handle pick and roll, right? Not get, you know, seeked out by the offense every time they come around, you know, come past half court. So I think once Steve Clifford sees some real improvement there, I think that will go a long way in them cracking back into the rotation with with all of the healthy players and you feeling a little comfortable when they do crack the rotation in case of an injury. They will have some opportunity to show what they can do over the next game or two, it looks like, with the Greensboro Swarm. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing some of those stat lines and some of those intangibles, those intricacies of their game on the film as well. Coming up next, it is a game day here for the Hornets. They're taking on the Milwaukee Bucks to tip off a four-game road trip. We will preview the game for you next here on the Hornets Hivecast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Sam Farber and Walker Mel of Walker and Wes on 92.7 Sports Radio WFNZ back home in the Queen City here with us on this edition of the Hornet Tivecast brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care Provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Walker, it is game day, and thus we need a game preview. The way we like to do it here on this podcast, I like players to watch for both teams as well as a statistic to watch. Charlotte clearly has been dealing with a lot of injury issues. There will be no Kelly Oubre for this one. Uh, We will hope for the best when it comes to Gordon Hayward. Your choice on which direction we begin in. Do you want to start with a Hornets player, a Milwaukee player, or a statistic you think other than points will really determine the outcome of this one? Maybe we just go with a, a Charlotte Hornets player to watch. I, I do want to kind of shine some light on Jalen McDaniels coming off of the bench. And if anybody listens to Lockdown Hornets, you're rolling your eyes now, right now. Oh, great. You know, Walker loves P.J. Washington. He loves Jalen McDaniels. Of course, that's the guy that he wants to point out in this game. I just think with Jalen, one, you're asking so much of him right now because you don't have Kelly Oubre and you don't have Gordon Hayward. But I've always been a fan of of what Jalen brings defensively. And so you saw him in the starting lineup. No, he did not shoot the three-point ball well, but did attack, 
did finish six of 11 from the field. And a lot of those misses were from beyond the arc. How about seven rebounds in 27 minutes for McDaniels, two steals, two blocks, 16 points. And I do think he's taking care of the basketball a little more. I mean, Sam, I've, I've been impressed with him all season long. I've always been high on his projection ever since he was a very late second round pick. I've always liked him. And I think you're seeing some of that, you know, he's in a contract year and we'll see what happens during the off season, but he's playing himself into a valuable role. That was true coming off of the bench, but I trust Jalen McDaniels when he's thrown into a position, starting with some of the other guys here, because Gordon Hayward or Kelly Oubre might be out and defensively Jalen brings you a ton. So that's a guy I'll point out here against Milwaukee because I think his length is going to be pretty valuable against a pretty big team that you have with the Bucs. I like the pick a lot. Jalen has impressed me for a long time. I actually covered him back in college as well. He's shooting it really well and scoring in double figures regularly, whether he's been in the starting lineup or not. So I think that's a very, very strong pick and someone who's clearly going to be needed with all the injuries that have hit the Hornets again and again and again. You know, if Gordon Hayward is back, that would be a great thing for the Hornets and hopefully move Jalen McDaniels back to the bench for the moment. But coming off the bench, he would become that number one scoring option considering Kelly Oubre uh, is going to be away for a little bit. My pick for player to watch, I'm going to go with Terry Rozier. Terry has been another one of these guys who has just been a warrior throughout all of the injuries. He suffered a couple of his own as well. Um, But he went through a, a, a low point there shooting the basketball for three or four games now it feels like he is coming out of it and if the Hornets are going to have a chance here against Milwaukee they need Terry to be outright scary they need him to knock down five or six threes as opposed to two or three Uh, last game against Memphis it got late early but in the early portion of the game when the Hornets were hanging with one of the best teams in the NBA it was LaMelo Ball and Terry Rozier shooting the lights out that kept a minute so if they're going to go up against an equally formidable Milwaukee Bucks team and have success on the road Terry Rozier is going to have to sustain that shooting uh, quite a bit longer but for them to have their best chance Terry my player to watch where do you want to go next Do you want to go with a statistic to watch do you want to go with a Milwaukee player to watch. Your choice, Walker. Yeah, I mean, I guess if we stick with the theme of picking players to watch, we'll we'll balance the scale and look at a Milwaukee player to watch. You know, clearly Giannis is going to be must-see TV anytime he steps out on the court. I'll give you another one, though. How about Bobby Portis? He's been so good this year. And if you look at what he's done the last five games, he scored over 14 at least in each of those last five contests. And you also look at what Bobby's averaging on the court this season just overall. He's averaging 14 points per game this season on 50% shooting. The three-point shot has not been quite there for him this season. You know, he had a bad shooting night against Toronto from three-point land, but he did shoot 50 against Washington in the loss they suffered, 60 against Minnesota, 43% against Chicago. We know he has the ability to hit three-point shots, and he's been an awesome rebounder. I mean, he has not had anything less than 10 rebounds also the last five games. So you're talking about a double-double as soon as he steps onto the court. And the other thing, Sam, you know, Memphis is a really tough basketball team. And I don't think the Hornets matched the toughness last night. I think they would tell you that. I think Steve Clifford did tell you that they needed to match the toughness, and it just didn't happen against the Memphis Grizzlies. Bobby is going to bring the intensity nonstop. Can you match the physicality of what, Bobby Portis will play with I think that goes a long way especially with him being so productive so that's just another guy I think on the other side to uh, take note of I like the pick he's actually the one I had circled other than Giannis so uh, I'm I'm very much in favor of that Uh, I think you know when you look at 
Hornets Bucks over the last couple of seasons, basically since LaMelo has come to town. There have been some very entertaining games. The ones that, in my mind, have not been that close, Bobby Portis tends to be the problem. He is one of these big guys who can post really big rebounding numbers that has given Charlotte some issues, quite frankly, over the last couple of years. If they can keep him from being a problem, though, the answer for Milwaukee on any given problem is is Giannis Antetokounmpo. So he's he's my guy to watch. And I think back to a, a really close call the Hornets had in Milwaukee in December of 2021, the last season when Charlotte took on the Bucks and LaMelo Ball had this incredible three to tie the game late. And so what did Milwaukee do? Well, they just give the ball to Giannis, have him run downhill. He lays it in and the game is over. So, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, in addition to being one of the elite players of this generation in terms of the stats he can put up, he's so good in the clutch. And so uh, if you're going to take the guy who I think is the problem for the Hornets to try and get this thing close, I'll take the guy who's the answer for the Bucks if it is happening to be close on who they're going to turn to to try and win this game you're totally right with the games that milwaukee's able to separate themselves you know the most recent game we saw him play against the hornets it was 20 points eight rebounds seven assists the time before that 20 points in 23 minutes and 10 rebounds has had double digit rebounds the last four times these teams have met so absolutely great minds think alike as it goes sam we are on the same page last but not least let's do a statistic to watch For me, I look at Milwaukee in transition, and you usually think of them as just a phenomenal transition team. After all, you probably have the best transition player in all of basketball. And and honestly, I mean, maybe it's far-fetched to say ever, but that's the body. That's the ball handling you want in that body with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yet, Sam, you look at points per possession compared to every single one of these other teams in the NBA – Milwaukee's actually towards the bottom in that statistic. You actually have, you know, Dallas, Phoenix, Charlotte's not been good in transition as far as points per possession go this year. But Milwaukee is right there with Charlotte. And so, at least here recently, the Hornets have had trouble getting back on transition defense. It's something Steve Clifford has talked about, wanting them to improve in that area. I think you can get back on defense tonight and hopefully this can be a nice turn of momentum when it comes to transition defense. You know, Terry Rozier has, has tried to hold the team to a higher standard in that end as well. And so maybe that's one to go points per possession, the Milwaukee bucks they're, they're It's at 1.07 and that's towards the bottom of the league that this is the time I think for you to kind of swing that around. I like the pick, you know, I I'm with you that the transition defense has to be on point. Cause if you don't get in front of Giannis Antetokounmpo with not one, but two or three guys, he, he's just going to dunk on you all day and it, it's going to get out of hand. But assuming the Hornets can do that, I think their opportunity to turn things around here against a very good Milwaukee team is three-point shooting. It it has been a weakness, quite frankly, all throughout the season. I have kind of presupposed that the injuries had more to do with it than anything else, that the, the lack of playmakers at times put more pressure on the shooters who were available. And then, as other injuries set in, it was the lack of shooters available that out that outright hurt it. And so we've never really seen this team uh, with the level of health they had at any point in the previous season when they were a really good three-point shooting team. But you still have LaMelo Ball, and you still have Terry Rozier, and you've got the kind of shot creation that LaMelo is able to put into practice. And quite frankly, Milwaukee is a team that, you know, you're right, they, they 
haven't scored as efficiently, not nearly as they have in years past. They're not shooting the three particularly well. They're in the bottom third of the NBA in three-point percentage, and yet they're top 10 in threes attempted per game. So they might open the door here for the Hornets to walk right through it if Charlotte has a really good three-point shooting night and Milwaukee continues at the level that they have been, uh, this might be an opportunity here where the Hornets, you know, they don't have to get hot for a month or a week. They got to get hot for one night and they can take down one of the best teams in the NBA. I'm really hoping, especially with some of the shooting woes for LaMelo here recently, we all know that LaMelo is a legitimate, bona fide, excellent shooter in the NBA. That 36.5% from three, it's actually not that bad overall, especially when you're talking about 11 attempts per game. But it's it's been a little rocky here recently. I, I'm hoping that we can see some of that superhero effort from LaMelo against Milwaukee like we've seen in the past. So that, that would be great, right? So can you turn it around in transition against a team that struggled despite them being good in recent memory? This year, not so much. So can you turn that around? Can LaMelo get back to just being a superhero and hitting at a high clip? And I think those are some of the things you could watch for that could lead to a Charlotte Hornets victory against a very good team in the Eastern Conference. And if he has one of those type of shots again, uh, he'll probably have a lot more than 300,000 fan votes next time we, we look at it again. 100%. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> that all-star vote is open now. Make your voice heard. Support a LaMelo Ball, who is already in the top 10 in the East first returns for guards from the fan vote and top 30 overall across the entire NBA. And hopefully he puts on the kind of show tonight against Milwaukee that garners even more attention. We know no matter how it goes down, Walker Mel will be talking about it the next day on Walker and West middays on 92.7 Sports Radio WFNZ, our flagship on the Hornets Radio Network. Walker, we've talked about it a long time. Glad we finally got you in here, and I'm, I'm sure we will have you on again soon here on the Hornets Hivecast. Yeah, thank you so much, Sam. I really appreciate you having me on, and good luck on the call tonight against Milwaukee. Greatly appreciate it. Greatly appreciate you joining us as well. Thanks to Walker. Thanks to our producer, Rob Longo. Thanks to all of you for tuning in today. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.